Welcome to the show. Paul is going to intro us on today's topic. Jungle Brothers podcast, Joey and Paul here. We are going to be talking about the JB's origin story. Yeah. Smooth, smooth, Joey. So where do we where do we go back to this origin piece? How far back do you want to go? Um, well, it, this, basically we're doing this episode because we've realised in the gym we've got a lot of new people in the gym. There's like a lot of new people and it's not until you get some OGs who come up to you and go, fuck, I don't recognise anyone in this class, <laughs> you know, that you realise, fuck, there is a lot of new people in here. Fuck, these cunts don't know what's they, going on. They don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I spoke about it at the Christmas party. I wanted to let people know in the speech about how we came to today. I doubt that... You did a pretty good job of that, by the did way. Did I? Yeah, okay. yeah, you did, yeah. There's a lot to cover. Yeah, um, and there's a lot to cover. And I guess it was, it was just a feeling that arose from realising... That the story, our story, actually was central to the members and the story of our gym, kind of on a day to month, day to day, month to month basis. Yep. Because we made it so, yep. and you know, we made everyone come along in the ride for us, whether they liked it or not. They knew that we were struggling. They knew that we were moving, and we were trying to fight this battle, and the battles never stopped. I just felt like. Um, I haven't been telling it as much. So it was like, hey, all you newbies, the, you know, we're here today, but we're standing on the shoulders of all the things that happened before. So fucking this is, this is how we came to be here. It's no accident. And it was, it was some hard work. Yes. So it was just that, man. Um, so this episode, I wanted to kind of wrap that up, just chat with you um, and just take a bit of a, a walk down memory lane. Um, you know, plot some of the milestones that happened over the years to what led to today. Let's go there. Yeah. So where do we kick off? Park thing. Film industry. Film industry. Yeah. Three struggling film dropout. No, three elite film lighting specialists. Top of the game. We were. We were doing the best shit. I mean, you were. I was just in there for the parties. No. (laughs) No, but... Yeah, it's it's not like we weren't making a living there. Yeah. A lot of people go, oh, fucking, oh, why'd you leave? Like, oh, just, yeah, it was shit. I was like, no, I, I, it was a great job. I was employed all the time. Um, it was just a lifestyle change and wanting to do something else that was somewhat, you know, more job satisfaction, I guess, and, and build something. And, you know, the, the there was a cause here that was brought to my attention by yourself and T at a point. And we had fucking... We had a, a meeting at like, was it FO 237 or something like that on King Street? Oh, that one. Yeah. And we, you guys sat me down and had a proposition for me. Did we? Yeah, yeah. It was like a Wednesday night. Holy shit. Wow. And um, I remember I had just had Fehoko. Yeah. He might've been six months old or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you guys proposed that, you know, we, I come in and, and join the gym business with you. It kind of started for me from there. Wow. Prior to that, T had already propositioned you. Yeah. Um, you guys were you were training JITS. Um, you were training, whether it was CrossFit or kettlebells at that time. All of it. All of it. Um, and you and T would often train with each other. Um, I had recently started training a bit with T. 
he came on and was working on The Great Gatsby with us as an additional. We made a gym. Well, we already had a gym, you know, that we'd in the container. We'd like hollow out a container and make a morning, like a gym session at fucking quarter to six. Yeah. Um, and I started being in T's influential sphere bubble there. And after maybe six months or more of that, that's when he kind of recruited me into to this idea. What do you remember of that beginning? Yeah, so, yeah, he had this idea, this big plan that he to build a gym that he'd put together when he was living in London, which was... That's right. You know, like, yeah, at some time he, he, took, he went overseas with D, I guess, and they lived in London. He was working as a PT and this is where he formulated this plan. Yeah, he left the film industry, went there. Yeah. Yep. Then he came back and jumped back into the film industry and connected with, with us and was like, hey, I got this gym I want to do. I want you, want you to come on board. I want you to do it too. Like, yep. you know. Um, but yeah, it didn't take much convincing because the film industry was, was um, you know, it was great in many ways, but it wasn't going anywhere. Yep. Was it like you looked at all the people who were ahead of you in the game and you didn't, there wasn't maybe one, maybe your boy Maddie. Matty Hoyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who seems like a well-balanced person. Yep. Everyone else a mess. Yep. Like, respectfully. It's not... It's a hard place to have balance in your life. Absolutely. This is all about the work. And so, I remember being like, yeah, I'm fucking pretty over this. And yeah, that sounds great. Like, exciting adventure. The call to adventure. Um, so, yeah. So, we decided to do the thing. So, I remember for me, I started training people. And it all coincided with me getting really into training people asking me if i would coach them had a couple of clients here and there so it was kind of just like a formalized thing of that where it's like okay well now i'll I'll go become a personal trainer and i start coaching people so did the two jobs parallel for a little while coaching in film industry and then eventually just ditched film and yeah yeah long long story short eventually that happened to me as well but some years later so we opened up bro Joe did the fucking groundwork for years in that park. Did you not? Fuck that park. Fucking hell. I wish I just knew something about business when I was doing that. Oh, wow. Whereas you were very savvy in my eyes. You're like, fuck, Joe's doing it. (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was some years where we'd opened. So we started the brand. We had a couple of other guys involved as well. Yep. Betsy, Betsy and Laugh. Laugh. Um, and we were trying to figure out exactly... Well, we had we knew we wanted to open a facility and we were to build a brand and kind of experiment and build a product in the parks with groups with no overheads and commitment to a rental space and from their transition into a space. And, the, and T would feed people from fitness first into the park sessions. That's right. That was his big plan. Never really worked. We had about four people that came down. From but there. he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these leads from Fitness First and I'm going to divert them to the park sessions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's just like, it'll be a conveyor belt. <laughs> like it wasn't that. Yeah, people want to train in this nice air-conditioned gym. That's right. And then it's like, no, come down to the park where it's like hot and grubby and there's fucking needles everywhere. All and wet. <laughs> yeah, it's raining and shit. So you're in Surrey Hills. I mean, the park timetable also... Spread its wings to Erskineville. Yeah. To where else? Um, well, no, because we had uh, Adrian was running up in. He did some shit in uh, Lambert Park. Double Bay. He just yeah. done some shit. So it was like a combined timetable. It was like a bunch of trainers in and around Sydney 
pay one membership, go to any park sort of thing. It was yeah. pretty patchy, but we were trying to pull it all together. Yep. Um, we knew, though, we should mention what the mission was and while we were trying to work out the class formats and what was included, there was that dissatisfaction with the industry. And if you may, can you speak on kind of that origin and what that what it was all born out of? Yeah, the, the agreement was that we hated fitness industry. Thought it was shit. Thought the way they approach education, the way they approach the actual training itself, the fucking look of what PT, you know, like just the whole thing was was a mess. We're like, and, we're not about that. And this is 2012? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess then. so. Yeah. Um, we wanted to create something that was real. And it was real in the terms of like, we had all had amazing experiences through combat. You know, like through fight gyms mm. and weightlifting gyms and gritty CrossFit gyms. And we're like, that's what we want to, like that's, we want to take that realness and bring that to fitness. Um, but actually help people, you know, to progress. Because what was the scene like at the time, Joe? Well, I would argue it's not really much different to what it is now mm. um, in, say, any kind of global, like big commercial gym, Fitness First, Anytime Fitness, etc. And some of those gyms are a bit better stocked now. They've got some more kind of better, you know, they've got barbells, platforms, etc. And I would, I, do, I would think that the general population now has more of an idea about what's good training. Mm. But really still, it's like what's happening in those gyms on the whole is a fucking shambles. Mm. Bunch of people who got no idea what they're doing. Bunch of low quality personal trainers who don't know what they're doing. Mm. Um, some of them have very successful businesses, but they're usually just pumping people with basic bodybuilding stuff. Mm. They're building bodies that are like out of balance. Mm. Um, yeah, machine based stuff. Like, and you and you got all these different factions and like you know the functional people and the bodybuilders and it's like the fuck's going on here and you know like like it's all it's all quite odd. People are all wearing earphones. They're not talking to each other. They're all staring in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like the environment of where general fitness takes place is strange to us. And as, you know, T would always be banging on about it, the way that it had gone was so contradictory because it's the health industry and the way that it was structured, it looked like what we expect the health industry to look like on the surface, but was actually misaligned with many other aspects of health so it's not all just muscles um so there was that as you said like the factions and the earphones well health is also mental health and we know way more about it now well it's definitely um, in everyone's scope um but it's just that interaction with people and and all that sort of stuff as well yeah that that lack of connection mm. to the people around you and also the, the the motivations and the incentives towards why they're doing the movement that's right. A lot of people are in there in a kind of self-loathing kind of way. Mm-hmm. Aren't they like yeah, a form of punishment for sins committed, mm. you know, on the weekend or whatever? And, and, and also too, like the, that classic exercise thing, there's no – it's not an empowering journey for most people. It's not like yes. I'm in here on this journey of strength and personal growth and I'm learning and I'm progressing and, you know, the, the, the program that I'm following take – helps to facilitate this journey. No, nah, it's just like, I'm going to get my workout because I'm a sloppy piece of shit. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying these people are, but I'm just saying that that's sort of like the 
kind of the attitude in a way. And I know a lot of people think that way, you know, like, yeah. oh, I overindulged on the weekend, got to go fucking pay my, pay my penance. So, yeah, so, you know, the other side too is that I think from fighting, we've always felt that there's a realness that comes from that, that, that whole thing about like this, you're sparring with someone now or you're rolling with someone, like this is a fucking high pressure moment. Mm. And this is real stress and I've got to learn to control this. And mm. through that practice and learning how to defend yourself and attack and coordinate. Learning how to socialize with your training partner, which you have to rely upon to get your training done. Yeah. that like Those dynamics. There's so much in all of that, so much human, like so much human stuff in all of that, mm-hmm. that you don't just get by sitting on the fucking pec deck or the leg press machine. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, like without going so deeper into like the more of those vays i think that kind of hits the mark of all right well, we're trying to create a place where this happens yes you know and what it what we had in mind then is very different to what we have now at, at that point we thought it was going to be a gym like a fitness first where you come pay membership and you come in and there's all these amazing different zones and shit going on Fuck, and we had some hairbrain kind of proposals we did and then laugh shot that down laugh knows stuff about money and he was like hey this doesn't work <laughs> like you guys don't like you're not going to make money doing that unless yeah. you've got a couple of mil to spend on it yes yeah, it's yeah. not going to work and we're like alright let's rethink it mm-hmm. but that was the that was the mission yes great so what happens next in this timeline well next is like it's trickling along yeah but we get this moment where my osteopath Tim says hey bro yes there's a struggling CrossFit gym owned by a couple of people I used to train Jiu Jitsu with and it's down in Botany and they've fallen out with each other each other, and they want to sell it. They want to offload it. And he said, why don't the Jungle Brothers do it? Like, why don't you guys do it? And I'll come in, you know, I brought the deal in. Like, I'll come in, we'll go in together, but it would be called Jungle Brothers and, you know. And I was like, seems like a cool opportunity. How could we fail? Let's go down and check out this little warehouse. Yeah. At that stage, we'd looked at lots of different spaces and properties and we were – I mean, we're from that first kind of meeting and, you know, pulling the Avengers together. Three, two, two, three years has passed. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, we go down and. Gym looks good. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's got equipment in it. X-Fit. It's small. Yeah. It's called <laughs> X-Fit Nation. X-Fit Nation. Um, they weren't a real CrossFit yeah. affiliate. They were just operating kind of illegally. Because um, you know, context, if you to be affiliated with CrossFit, you need to like pay, and these guys weren't paying, so they were just like calling themselves CrossFit, but not actually approved. Um, we took it over. It uh-huh. was like, hey, this gym's got thirty members, and we're like thirty members, mm-hmm. and we like did some calculations, and we're like, fuck, that's enough to like pay the rent and shit, and like we'll just run this for like six months, build it up till it's making money, yeah, and then we can go focus on the big dream, which is in Surrey Hills. That's right. And this gym will just keep pumping along. And that's why we called it the outpost. Because we were like, let's not lose our connection. Because we had built the business around those certain parks we mentioned because we were profiling the areas that we wanted to have the gym. Yeah. Well, like Surrey Hills, that's where... We that's where that's Yeah, progressive types are going to be like, what's this new thing? Yes. You know? Um, and that's kind of significant because... Tim and bringing us here, that's how we ended up in fucking South Sydney in Botany. And that's, that's like right. 10 years now. And come to love this place and know it so well, but not be from here or live here. Yeah. Um, so that's how we came to Botany. That place was a classic classic kind of place. It was a, a – no. Yeah, it was a mechanics, I think, before it was 
a gym. It was a bikey. It was a bikey clubhouse. That's what it was. But yeah, before that, it was a mechanics workshop. Yes, yeah. Fucking uh, cool space, huh? So good. Two big roller doors opposite each other. Yeah, basically turned into like a giant outdoor hall with a roof over the top kind of when you yeah. open those roller doors up yes it's just a wind tunnel through it was beautiful like the light was really great yeah kind of from two ends and um classic you know ogs know we talk about it all the time how awesome it was small and it was rough around the edges yeah but we went in and, and made it you know made it ours it was like made it beautiful yeah you know threw out heaps of shit straight away that they had in yep. there, right? Well, like, fuck it. We need floor space. We need to maximize this thing. I mean, <laughs> remember when we filled in the sump and leveled the floor with concrete? Oh, bro. So we had like a very small, squ- like, square meterage of floor space, and fucking like a third of it was unusable for many things because it wasn't flat. There was there was actually an Olympic lifting platform on top of this sump. Yeah. And once we took that away. It was just a sunken floor down into a drain. The ground just gradually sloped to this corner. Yeah. So we were like, let's get some advice and fucking level this floor out and, you know, add a 100% more floor room into the fucking gym. And that was a mission. Well, it was a classic team move because he's like, oh, I'll contact my brother-in-law. He's a concreter. He'll know what to do. Yep. And then he came and had a look and then this is all from Tate. He's like, so we had a look and he said it's going to be easy. All we've got to do is cut... Um, just cut the concrete here, jackhammer that out, and then he'll pour concrete in. We're like, fuck, okay, is that easy? He's like, yeah, he's going to lend us all the equipment. He showed me how to do it. We're like, fuck, all right. So he's like, we'll um, we'll do the cutting and shit on Saturday, and then they'll come pour on Sunday, and we'll be good for Monday. All right, <laughs> all right sounds fair. And then T literally flew to Queensland that weekend because he had a workshop, him and D, and he's like, hey, I can't actually get in there to do the work with you guys. But the concrete saws there and the jackhammers, all you guys need to do, and I've posted a video on WhatsApp, you just cut the concrete and then jackhammer it. And then they'll come and pour it. (laughs) And it was like you, me, and Betsy. And I remember this huge concrete saw. He's like, oh, you got to make sure you've got a hose and running water pouring onto the blade of the concrete at all times. (laughs) Otherwise, it could kick and like chop your feet off. And you're like, oh my God, bro. And I'm like, a fucking concrete saw. It's like this big diesel powered thing. God, it was disgusting. Yeah, it was hideous. We did it. We did it, but without T. Without T. <laughs> fucking hell, that's right. Was that the Viper course that they went up for? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> he was here, I'd punch him. Yeah. Just in the memory of he probably, that. He's probably, nah, there's, there's, a, there's a methodology there. It's, it just needs to be yes. fleshed out. So we did it, and I remember making fucking funny videos on that weekend, and we had no shoes on. You know, concrete no shirts saws, on. jackhammers, no shoes. You know, and then the fucking big boys came in and poured the concrete on the Sunday. Those big island boys started swinging on the rings. Yep. That was paid them a couple of cases of beer. But we renovated that gym and we fucking turned that into a temple of gains. We did. I mean, it's actually, that was just one of many projects where we kind of just undertook it ourselves with the help of. A friend or family member Lots who could friends. help. Uh, D's dad came in and built some metalwork and bars in yeah. little places. Yeah. That just kind of increased the usability of the space, and we we fucked with design a lot there. We did. We did the mezzanine upstairs. I did the we did the flooring and the mirrors and shit in there, and the fucking Kino lights upstairs. Ah, yeah, stuff like that. There was so much going on, 
and it was really cool because it was it was it was a chance i guess for us just to yeah like you said like experiment and i don't know man like fuck we did a lot in there the the downside with Mm. this whole like the the shit thing that was happening through all this was that we weren't very good at business yes and we were running a struggling business now it was doing okay but it it was hurting yeah and it took us quite some time to figure that out how long was it where we had less than 50 members before we got a business coach i don't know i don't know i mean it feels like it was ages it even if it was... It probably felt like ages to me because I had like two years in the park where it was pretty fruitless financially. Yes. But I maybe in the gym it was 12, 18, 12 months. It's a long fucking time. Long still. time. Because you, you, you're literally pulling money out of your own bank account to pay rent and shit. Yeah. 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 And breaking even, is, yeah, was just... That was the goal. I mean, we just, we just didn't know any of this stuff, right? We didn't even have... We didn't even invest like startup capital. We were just like... Hey, I paid last month. You got to pay this month. No, I paid it. T T pays this. Okay, that's right. That was how we covered rent. I was like, okay, Paul's paid twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had that. um, At that time, it was, I would say, you know, you were enjoying your training in the gym, but it was very much like, oh, cool. Someone's come to to check out the gym. Yeah. And can you just imagine the process back then versus like now? Oh, yeah. It was very cash. Yeah. Oh, you want to join? Cool. Yeah, come tonight and start. Yeah. Or just when you get home, jump on the website and you can just sign up there. Exactly. Pay as you go. Yeah. I did that in the park all the time. Oh. Thank God we met Drew, the business coach. Um, and, you know, the other, the other thing too is that because we were so busy just focusing on all the other shit, the training, the experimentation. The, the class the formats were changing all yeah. the time. Yeah, because we, we, were, were, f- because we were focusing on that mm. and not the business, that's actually kind of what enabled us to build the brand that we have. It's true. You know, so there was a, an upside to that lack of attention on these business fundamentals. Yeah, we didn't let that um, hold us back from building anything that we really, you know, wanted to aligned with our mission so we were like what classes work the best and it was all about fucking what was cool you know what i mean what was cool to us what are the the right materials to use in this gym let's run the coolest christmas parties uh run the cool workshop bring people in it was all at a loss financially (laughs) everything was all at a loss yeah but it was also and that and what you're saying is yeah it was quite cool because we didn't let the finances tie us down at that time, it was really, yeah, we were in the lab. Fuck me, man. We should have gone bust many times. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, I mean, kind of fast forward then to to what came after that. Well, I guess what came after that was that we got the coaching, dialed up our business weaknesses, and that gym turned into a fucking machine. We still didn't know. We still didn't have any view of our finances or whatever, but we had a system around sales. We had a system around making sure members were having yep. a good time. Like our prices were appropriate. Yes. We, we, we tightened up all of that operational stuff and people were crawling up the walls. And then it was like, we need a bigger gym. Yes. Yeah. So we went from 50 members or less and then we had 110 at some point in there. We had been given the name, the Messina of gyms. Yeah. And we were killing it. And then, yeah, we needed a new space. So we started looking around at that stage. We, we, were, we were really looking. I mean, it's, it was always about from the very beginning, 
um, and you spoke about, you know, what the mission was. It was to make an impact on the industry. So we always knew that we wanted to grow. Carve your own path. That Absolutely. Was Merry Christmas, Pedro. Lovely to see you, bro. Hey, bro. Merry Christmas. Pedro from Jungle 5 Doc coming through the office right now. See you soon, bro. See you. Um, Valeo. Yeah, Valeo, cara. The other thing... The other thing that we should mention is from the beginning, we wanted to create something that we would share with others. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what it looked like, but we're like, franchise, affiliation thing, don't know. But this thing that we're building will go outside of our four walls. Absolutely. In the near future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very cool to reflect on because we, we, we said that and we've done that. You know, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. You know, and it was just kind of, that was kind of like a big dream for us to have at that point. When you look at all the shit we're doing poorly, it was almost an absurd dream because it's like, wait, you guys are shit at all this stuff. You should just focus on that first yep. to try to survive, to get to that point where you can share it. But we're like, no, no, no this is, this is going to work. Yep. Um, yeah. Came to the bigger gym. I don't know, like, in a sense, rest is history in a way. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we had that. We had those those years, those golden years of you, me, and T here running the thing every day, training, coaching, just being in the place. Mm-hmm. That at uh, the time was just like that was just what work was. Work was just we're all here all the time. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much all here on Saturdays. If there's mm-hmm. something that needs to be done, like a new chalkboard has to go up or mm-hmm. lights are fixed, then we're coming in. We'll stay till late on Saturday and we'll come in Sunday. Absolutely. Like it was sort of that kind, that sort of thing. You guys were wrangling families at the time, mm-hmm. kids and shit. Um, I was fortunate enough not to have kids at that stage because I'm mm. like, fuck, that would have been tough on you guys. Bless but, the um, partners. Bless the partners. Yeah, of course. The enablers. But um, then at a point, it changed, right? Yep. T's gone. I'm kind of gone from the operation. Like, you know, but yeah, that, that period of us just all being on the ship together every day was kind of, that went, that went on for a good while. Yeah, like sitting here reflecting on it, fuck, there were so many lessons over time um, and so many lessons that you relearn, you know, as well that you, you think about like just in the business and going back to like the original mission and, you know, are we still aligned with that with some of the things we're doing today and I think we're doing a really good job of things at the moment, you know. there's that time where we realised that community was a huge part of it and it seems obvious now and... Maybe I'm just biased on how I see markets and businesses these days. and But, you know, community's fucking huge. Mm. Um, and then leaning into that part of our gym and realising... Because a lot of the stuff we had to get pointed out to us because we were just doing it at that time. Um, it wasn't like someone handed us a business portfolio and said, hey, this is what you do. You build a community and you do it with events. Uh, and then you do the program and you retain them by doing these processes. Like we figured that out organically would you agree yeah um and then you know figuring that out and then you know fast forward to to now the mission was to share it so how do we share it? we had to get better at the business part and we've had to get better at the processes part so scaling if you want to call it that or sharing it with other people meant that we've had to kind of further define refine what we're doing and fucking make that cool intangible thing into words on a piece of paper and then you know how do you deliver it to people and that's kind of like the space that we live in in the ja now um which is yeah sharing it and building 
building this thing and you know the last podcast that we just did was about going up to jungle cabarita and like how rewarding that's been but i guess you know well there's the story for you it didn't happen by accident it's happened very slowly over time um we could have learned maybe potentially quicker in some areas but we we've gotten there of it now and i i, I feel really grateful reflecting on it now and then thinking about like meeting people at jungle cabarita who are just like us who are thanking us for what we've built you know and it's just a really nice full circle um there's heaps of work to do yet and i'm actually really excited for the years to come how do you feel um yeah i'm exactly the same yeah there's this there's an increasing amount of work to do right because the light is now being shone on certain things we're like oh god damn i don't know how do we <laughs> let's go back how do we do that, that paulie yes. you know yeah. but but yeah but that's it's yeah what a fucking cool mission right like yeah still got that same mission still hate the fitness industry yeah still think the pts <laughs> at fitness first are poindexters still want to fucking grab people and shake them and go hey that you can actually enjoy this shit and yeah. and and like transform yourself and transform your life come train with us mm. and you know the gyms the the few gyms within our alliance are having that effect yeah and so it's like all right Matt, how do we how do we fucking roll this out further um it's cool to do this podcast because we don't sit around reflecting that much or thinking about it because we're doing it so it's actually really cool to sit here and do it today yeah it's mad absolutely no thanks for for bringing it forward yeah we don't have time for these conversations between us yeah and tease you know video calls during the week usually about business and stuff like that um it's a rare occasion it is but we should do it oh well you know annually at least fuck yeah i'm down bang thanks man you got that outro music for me what, this one? <laughs> <laughs>